1: Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts.
0: Scouting through this game one of the things you realize is that the new york jets not only put up 30 points last week they did it against a feisty feisty houston texans team i don't want to sound like a hater but houston always kind of felt like one of those teams that was going to start to fall back down to earth it's it's really upsetting how it's happened cj stroud getting hurt Tank Dell getting hurt uh but they seem like one of those teams that were like a year away from being a year away so i don't want to say that the jet Jets came out and were juggernauts. There was actually a really funny stretch in the fourth quarter where I think Newark's final three drives, they combined for negative like nine yards and they scored nine points on those drives just because Houston was trying to score. They'd go for it on fourth down. It was just a really ugly situation. So Zach yeah. Wilson is back in the picture last year. We had to, or excuse me, a couple weeks ago, we had to deal with something called Tim Boyle. So where is this Jets offense and how are we feeling about a battle against Miami's dolphins defense that, Deshaun Elliott still not practicing. We know Jalen Phillips is done for the year. Jerome Baker is not there. This isn't the same defense we saw just a few weeks ago.
1: Right? Yeah. It's as as far as the Texans game last week. That was a weird game. I mean, it was zero zero at halftime, yeah. and, and it was pouring there too. So, never in a million years did you think that that the, the of the over would be covered in that game. Um, yeah, and it's you know, it was, if you look at the Jets, yes, yeah, scored 30, 30 points. Uh, In weird fashion in the second half of that game. But if you look at the weeks before that, I mean, starting in week eight when they came off the bye, they beat the Giants 13 to 10. They scored six against the Chargers, scored 12 against the Raiders, six against the Bills. They scored six against the Dolphins because they had the pick six, Um, eight against the Falcons, and then zero in the first half against the Texans, and then scored 30. So you look at the previous six and a half games before that, they scored 61 points. Um, so you got to think, you got to, one of two things are true here is that what happened to the dolphins on the final five minutes? Is that the beginning of something? And, um, you got to ask is what happened with the jets in the second half on offense for them? Is that the beginning? of something for them too. I tend to believe that both of them were aberrations. I think the Dolphins' defense gets back on track, and I think that Zach Wilson gets back to being Zach Wilson. Houston averaged
0: 2.6 yards per play. C.J. Stroud averaged 1.6 yards per pass. Uh, The New York Jets had six penalties. Like, this wasn't a star-studded performance for them. I'm very curious to see, though, if the concerns that the Miami Dolphins have is really identical to what the Jets try to do. Uh, The one thing that you obviously go to right away is Garrett Wilson, DeAndre Hopkins. Is that a mismatch where the Miami Dolphins are going to be in a situation where... Uh, the Jets are looking at how Xavier Howard's a little banged up and DeAndre Hopkins was able to kind of break free on that right side of the field a couple of times. And is that the matchup where the Jets are able to kind of find that bread and butter on those key third downs or even just to keep the sticks moving and get those nine points on three drives? A- I don't know.
1: Right. Well, DeAndre Hopkins looking at just breaking down those catches there. I mean, one of them that that 36 yard. Bomb to him. I mean, Xavier Howard had had great coverage on him. Swatted at the ball and just missed it. I mean, and then you look at uh, you know the the other thirty something yard catch down the sideline. You know, Caterco who follows a receiver up the field. Uh, there's a coverage breakdown because you've got two safeties out and he, he the defense unacceptably lets up another long play. Um, so I in in, tra- in a traditional format, I didn't see a lot of breakdowns with Hopkins, even though Hopkins had a big game. Um, so now you take that to this game where the Jets have basically Garrett Wilson taking a, a dominant share of the targets in a similar way that DeAndre Hopkins did for the for the uh, for the Titans. I mean, after after Garrett Wilson, who has eight hundred and sixty-two yards, their second receiver is Tyler Conklin, who has five hundred and six. So there aren't a lot of options there. Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, who came along with Aaron Rodgers from Green Bay to to New York. Um, not uh, major disappointments this year, and have been scratches in and several of these weeks here too. So, Garrett Wilson becomes the key to stopping the Jets' passing game, no doubt about it.
0: Last week, I thought it was interesting. I mean, I was kind of um a little surprised to see Devon Achin get nine targets for the Dolphins, but Brees Hall was in the same situation where he was targeted nine times in the passing game last week. He had 86 yards and a touchdown and eight receptions.
1: Brees Hall is curious- a weird guy could this year because. You go back, uh, he has not had over 50 yards rushing in a game since since week five. And um, – but the weird thing is he's been more uh, – even though he was not really known as a receiver at, at, at Iowa State or really as a rookie, Yeah, he's like you said, he's been targeted a lot here over the last few weeks. I mean, he's got, I think, 21 catches over the last three games really as more of that dump-off option. But he is somebody that if he breaks that first tackle – He's got the the Jets to turn it on and take it a long way. I mean, we saw that here last year when the Dolphins traveled to New York and Brees Hall had that like 70-yard catch that that really put the Jets up early in the game.
0: So how do you feel about Miami's defense going through this progression, right? It starts, I think, with a passing play. It's going to be Garrett Wilson first and foremost. I like how Miami can match up with that. They have two, two of the best cornerbacks in the entire NFL. And then we get into a really weird situation where Miami's stat sheet against the Titans, Will Levis was sacked once, PFF had them getting like 19 pressures. They were so close to getting in so many times where I think Will Levis did such a great job of timing Miami's defense where when you don't have, I mean, Jalen Phillips is, a, is what a top 15 pass rusher in the league. I know you're asking for a lot, but when you don't have that guy opposite of Chubb, you can find that sort of rhythm. The Jets last week, despite putting up 30 points, um, Zach Wilson was sacked five times. There were six quarterback hits. So this is going to be a situation where it turns into a scramble drill. And we see Zach Wilson, he's getting comfortable finding success, dumping it off to Brees Hall. So how do you think about Miami's um, edge rushers and linebackers trying to really negate Zach Wilson when he gets into that panic scramble mode?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of variables in that matchup with the, the Dolphins pass rush against the Jets offensive line. One major factor is, they'll have Mekhi Becton in this game. They didn't have him against the dolphins last time. So Mm -hmm. you've got a good matchup there with Bradley Chubb. Um, And what I noticed in Zach Wilson last game compared to how he played earlier is that the jets were more aggressive on first down and that they were getting the ball out quicker. Um, Now, granted the Texans play a little bit more back on defense than the dolphins do with their corners. So Mm -hmm. I, I do think that had something to do with it. So you know, if if Zach Wilson, I, I think you're going to see him taking the first option a lot compared to how he was playing earlier in the year where he was trying to extend play so much that it was hurting him badly. Now, um, so I think there, with that, having said that, there could be some opportunities for some interceptions early in the game for the Dolphins. So, yeah, there's the the key here is is to make sure that you you get up in Zach Wilson's face early in the play and on early downs, because he's, I think he's a little more focused on taking what's given to him compared to earlier in the year where he's just trying to make big play after big play. And it wasn't working. Try to make some chicken salad out of, you know,
0: what Um where do you think this Miami dolphins pass really starts to settle in? Uh, they brought Melvin Ingram to the practice squad. Mike McDaniel said that they're going to take it slow with him. I mean, it's the Mike McDaniel speech. He takes it slow with everyone, really integrate them into the system. I don't know how much time they'll have for that though. Uh Do you think that this Miami Dolphins pass rush will be able to do enough to kind of keep the Jets on their toes? I mean, I just keep looking at Zach Steeler and Christian Wilkins. The amount of snaps those guys play, I mean, it's it's not going to last forever. I mean, it did last year. We saw them with their hair on fire in Buffalo. Uh, But I'm just real curious if there's going to reach a point where, you know, five minutes left in the game last week. You wonder how much of that was that Dolphins defense finally starting to get gassed.
1: Yeah. And I, I really don't think they were getting gassed. I mean, I think Bradley Chubb said it best after the game and it frankly disgusted me that, you know, it's natural instinct to let your foot off the gas. I mean, what the hell is that? Uh, yep. It'd be this. And now you, you know, this is the second time we're after the game because the same thing happened after the Buffalo loss where players are openly talking about how they needed to play harder. It's like, look, I'm sorry, but this team hasn't won a playoff game in 22 years. They haven't done anything. And, you know, we're off to a good start this year still. But it, it was terrible to hear that. And it was mistake after mistake in the Titans game. And they can't let that happen here in this game. But but as as far as the pass rush, I, look, the pass rush and the defense in general, especially when they're at full health, you know, of course they're not going to have Baker and Phillips the rest of the year. But other than that, I still think this defense is fantastic. They're great against the run, and they only got Will Levis down once last week. But like you said, they had 18-19 pressure, something crazy. And also, too, if you take a look at the first 55 minutes of that game, Will Levis was 14 for 29 for 195 yards, a pick six, and a fumble back to the Dolphins' 14-yard line. The Dolphins, Will Levis played as well as he could have possibly played in the first 56 minutes of that game. and. Had nothing to show for it, and then mm-hmm. in the final five minutes, the Dolphins let their foot off the gas. Will Levis goes nine for eleven, 132 yards, and leads two touchdown drives. It's it's just it, it's it was despicable to see. I'm still not over it. I mean, the the I'm looking forward that much more to Sunday because hopefully it can it can stop the pain. the I,
0: The timestamp leaves me speechless when you see Dolphins four plays, 26 seconds four yards and then you see the the titans four plays 26 seconds 64 yards and a touchdown that just seeing those two things right next to each other is what really is that supreme gut punch when looking at how that game went down uh the dolphins i don't think they technically practice practiced again on thursday i think it was a, a few more walkthroughs but for the sake of the injury report here uh defensive players the elliott concussion did not practice uh psh- who was upgraded. Javon Holland was limited again. Xavier Howard was limited after not practicing on Wednesday while quote unquote practicing. And then Andrew Van Ginkel was limited for the second straight day of those guys. Who do you feel like is most important to monitor? Do you think someone's uh, you were expecting maybe to see someone be a little closer to playing that maybe isn't.
1: Yeah. I mean, really the two major ones that have a, well, the three major ones, Tyree kill, obviously. Um, but uh, it's, it's getting, I still think, I, I still think he'll, as we record this here on, on, uh, you know, with, with a practice left to go, I think Hill's going to give it, give it a go here. It's all hands on deck now. And I think because of that Armstead plays too, he's practiced on a limited basis. I think he'll push through, but Javon Holland is really important to get back to. I mean, if you can get Holland back to pair with Jalen Ramsey and, Xavier Howard it makes them a lot more unpredictable on defense and you know that's that's where the Dolphins advantage really does have to come from in these final three games for our final four games where they have the ability with their secondary when they're healthy to overwhelm their opponent and force them to hey you're not going to throw into tight spots here you know for the entire game and that's also what's so disappointing about what happened in the last four minutes on Monday can you
0: um, final question about the defense? Can you kind of uh, walk through the difference here of that secondary when you um, you're going to need to be have Brandon Jones involved? Both of these safeties are going to be banged up even if they play. What's the difference of having Javon Holland and Brandon Jones back there uh, compared to having Deshaun Elliott and Brandon Jones back there when you consider Jones's strengths um, as a safety?
1: And Jones uh, figures in a lot better, I, guess, I mean, a lot better than he normally would when playing the Jets. If if this were the Bills, you know, we saw that when Brandon Jones got an extended role, when the Dolphins got creamed by the Bills earlier in the year, you know, him covering a lot of ground is not a good idea, but he's a good hitter. He's a good blitzer. And it looks like Vic Fangio is willing to carve a role for him when he's starting. Um, but Javon Holland could do everything. And it, it gives them, the team so many more options in the secondary you know and this is somebody that if is is really turning into one of the best safeties in the nfl both both against the pass and the run so it you know you saw so many problems happen when elliot went down when holland wasn't available uh, hopefully both are available if i had to, if i had to bet right now i'd say holland plays and Elliott doesn't